Welcome to the Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy podcast. Here's what you can expect from listening to Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy. My true passion is all about helping educate you, the listener, on plant-based nutrition. I educate through my own story and experiences on a multitude of plant-powered topics, including health, plant-based nutrition, fitness, mindfulness, to teach you how you can be your most powerful self every day. With interviews with top fitness, health, wellness, and spiritual experts, this podcast is a non-judgmental, fun, and happy atmosphere. Sit back and enjoy some of the amazing interviews that I have with not only plant-based experts, but with people who have truly transformed their lives with plant-based nutrition. Welcome to the Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy Podcast. Today, I'm so excited because I am speaking with Shiva Burnett. Shiva is Avandera's co-founder, a mother of two boys, and a health advocate who shares her passion for holistic wellness. Avazara blossomed due to Shiva's personal experience that health is not a one-size-fits-all journey. Her dedication to finding alternative resources of nutrition for her newborn son's severe eczema and allergies, along with her drive for entrepreneurship, was Avazara's initial sprout. What she discovered would not only change the way her family viewed wellness, but it also sparked her passion to share her experiences with others while creating a line of feel-good wellness products. With her numerous years of executive marketing experience, her vision is to become a global resource that inspires, enriches, and facilitates communities globally on their journey to inner and outer well-being. Shiva, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Jennifer, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. It was, so first of all, I met you in a clothing slash cafe clothing store slash cafe. I was trying to help my husband pick a, uh, a t-shirt or something. And then I just abandoned him because I gravitated towards your product. And um, we'll talk a little bit about your, uh, your green drink that was the most delicious green drink I've ever had in my entire life. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was so amazing to meet you. So I'm so happy to have you on. Feelings very mutual, and often they say if you're meant to meet someone, it will happen. So I feel like it was meant to be for us to connect, even yeah. in a clothing store. <laughs> I agree. It was like it was one of those like the least expected place for me to meet someone like yourself, and uh, and it was amazing. So, so awesome. thank you so much for connecting and you know having me on this. Uh, journey as as we're all I think here to help each other and encourage everyone that's part of it as well yeah definitely that's the most important part just sharing our stories and sharing with stories of other uh, individuals who have you know found this way of life and are you know transforming their entire lives it's uh, it's my mission in life to uh, spread this very wide so that everyone sort of has the opportunity to look at their own lives and uh, start understanding what they're doing in their life and how they can, you know, take control over their health as well. 
100%. And, um, you know, I feel like there's so much information out there. There's so many amazing products out there and other things. But again, what's missing right now is for people to know how they can incorporate it into their day-to-day -day life. How is it possible for them to do it? And also to get the encouragement from people like yourself who are living the lifestyle to be able to say that, you know what? Yes, I can do this. And the solutions are out there and I can definitely make lifestyle changes. And for us to kind of just share our stories and, and tell them how they can do that is what I'm passionate about. And, and whether it's uh, us being at a demonstration at a store or being at a big show, whatever it is, our goal is always one thing to help people and to encourage them to make healthier lifestyle choices. Oh, that's so amazing. So I've heard uh, so many amazing stories from people like yourself and you know, I had, uh, I had some speakers in my summit who were talking about their transformations. Um, and you know, one lady in particular, Nancy Norby Matthews, who is one half of the starch queens, uh, she talks about clearing up her eczema and allergies um, by eliminating certain foods and incorporating the whole food plant-based diet into her life. Um, and so for you, you have an amazing transformation story as well. What's your son? Uh, can you talk a little bit about what the biggest culprits were uh, food-wise in your son's life uh, that you could identify? I know he was, he was a baby, but uh, what sort of things did you start identifying? Sure. Right quickly share my story. Basically, mm -hmm. my newborn son was born with severe eczema. And um, the first thing that the doctors told us is, you know, just put some cortisone cream on it and hopefully it'll go away. But intuitively, I knew that there was more going on. So we started to really watch uh, every little thing that we were doing with him. And we ended up finding out that he has severe food allergies. So he was allergic to dairy, wheat, eggs, nuts. And the allergist told us, please don't give him anything from the grass family. And we're like, what does that mean? No rice and no corn. Um, so as you can imagine, there was a lot of things that were taken off the table for him. But I would say the main thing that we noticed the most change. And at that point, um, I was also breastfeeding. So I had to change my diet, which kind of was like even more difficult. Um, as he got older, it was dairy. Um, and um, I know that there's lots of information out there for dairy, but one of the things dairy can do is it causes a lot of inflammation and mucus. And eczema, if you really look at it, is the inflammation of the skin. Uh, it often also leads to asthma, which is the inflammation of the lungs. So we found that by cutting out foods that were having an inflammatory reaction to his body was one of the best uh, solutions. And it also went beyond that because it became about the chemicals and additives that we had in our environment. So one of the biggest changes that helped us was actually changing our um, clothing detergent. I know right now it's more popular, but about he's about nine years old. And nine years ago, that was kind of like not a common option. Mm -hmm. um, so by changing um, our routine and using natural products, we also noticed massive change. Um, and my recommendation for those out there dealing with eczema is, first of all, don't stress because stress is also a part of it. Uh, but more importantly is to really look a little bit deeper. So whether if you can uh, do an allergy test or a food sensitivities test, or if that's not an option, um, what I would recommend is just having a food journal. Um, taking a moment to really writing down what you're uh, eating, how you're feeling, what are the different things that are happening as you're getting these breakouts. And I found that that had helped us a lot in also figuring things out uh, because there are many different factors. 
Uh, the other thing is I would really focus on anyone with suffering with eczema is to focus on anti-inflammatory foods. Um, so what do I mean by that? Um, green leafy vegetables, things like chia seeds, flax seeds, coconut oil. Um, and again, just giving your body the most nutrient dense foods so that it can heal itself. Um, and of course, hydration. I mean, I think everyone knows that, but pretty much making sure you're hydrated. And we found by making these changes, so eliminating the inflammatory foods and the things that he was allergic to, as well as changing our environment, all these chemicals and things that we were kind of using and thought it was normal, we saw massive improvement. Um, and it was exciting because there was now a solution and we didn't have to just mask it with the cream. Right. And, you know, it's very interesting how you were talking about, you know, you had to change the way you were eating as well. Um, I, I think a lot of people don't realize that where, you know, especially with babies, you're sort of, you know, when you're incorporating certain foods into their life, you're creating their palate and you're sort of training them to uh, like certain foods and dislike other foods. So, I mean, if you start at that phase, um, you know, that's, I feel like is the, phase where you'll be most successful um, in, you know, incorporating all of that stuff as opposed to trying to do it later in life. And, you know, things like the laundry detergent. And I feel like when you change one thing, you know, for a diet, for instance, you start looking at all other aspects. You know, I didn't start looking at, um, you know, all of the chemicals that I was using. My goodness, I was using bleach to clean at one point uh, before entering this journey. And, you know, when I started looking at that stuff, it's like, okay, well, I've changed what I'm eating, but I'm still cleaning with bleach and this is not cool. Like I'm still contaminating myself and causing all of the, these other issues, respiratory issues, stuff like that. Uh, so, it, so it is one of those things that it's not just the diet. It's more that lifestyle where you start looking at all other aspects in your life and it's like, okay, well, I've cleaned up one area where else can I sort of do some house cleaning as well? Exactly. You, uh, and you know what, the other, the other advice I have just because I've gone through this is that don't get overwhelmed, right? Because I think sometimes when we hear, oh my God, I got to now change everything I'm using around the house too. It becomes a bit overwhelming. But my advice is just to take it day by day. And you know, um, right now we're so lucky that there's so many great alternatives, right? There's great detergents that you can use. There's cleaning products that are green and work really well. And just, you know, eliminating, but also adding stuff that can um, kind of give you exactly what you need to get from it. I think you'll find that you'll even be happier because it's not about not having a clean house anymore because you can't use the bleach, but there's products that can are natural and do the same thing. Um, and again, with your diet, it's the same thing. It's not about not eating anything at all. It's about finding amazing stuff that tastes just as good, but are nourishing you and your body is accepting it. Um, and like they say, like your skin is your, the biggest organ of your body, right? Like your skin is so reflective of what's happening within. Um, so if there's skin issues going on, it's a great time to sit down and reflect um, and really think about, okay, is it what I'm eating? Is it my mindset also? Because stress has a a lot to do with a lot of stuff as well. Yeah. And then um, I think that's why on my journey to this day, I've become so passionate about holistic wellness. So mind, 
body and spirit, it's so important because we often forget about those parts, right? That we try to eat all the good foods and we're doing all these little things. But, you know, you also need to de-stress and sort of like understand that it takes a process to heal the body, especially when you're dealing with things such as inflammation and chronic disorders that are coming from all the things that we're being exposed to in our environment. So be patient. There is an answer out there. And for those who are listening that are going through something, be consistent because you may not see also the results day one, but I can guarantee you by day 30, you're going to feel something different and you're going to feel better about yourself. And that's what this is about. It's about, um, you know, not judging yourself, uh, but in encouraging yourself to continue on doing things better that are good for yourself, that are better for the environment and just make you feel better. Absolutely. And, and like you said, it does all, it is all, uh, all encompassing where, you know, when you're doing something that feels good for your body, you feel good. And then, you know, like you, you're, you feel good in your mind, your body, your soul. Um, and I agree with you not to overwhelm yourself with all of this stuff. You know, like it's a lifestyle. You're going to do it for the rest of your life. It doesn't have to be perfect the first day. And there's so much information. Um, there's so much information on what you should feed your kids, what you shouldn't feed your kids. Uh, you know, can you talk a little bit about when you first started this journey, uh, some of your struggles with, um, in the early stages with, you know, finding that perfect balance uh, of, you know, yes. what you should do, what you shouldn't do, with still trying to fulfill your, you know, your children's dietary needs? Um, yes. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you, I'll share this with you. When I first realized that my son had all these allergies, I was actually devastated uh, yeah. because my first thought was like, oh my goodness, he can never have ice cream and he can't have this. And so my struggle at that initial point was just getting over everything I believed that meant a normal childhood or all the foods that all the kids are supposed to have and getting over that. And then after I would say a couple of days, <laughs> I realized, okay, wait, uh, there is so many other foods out there that we can incorporate. Um, and for example, um, my family was so big on milk, right? I know this is a big challenge for a lot of moms out there. The only way you can get calcium is from dairy and milk. And even, um, like I was brainwashed to think the same thing. I was like, okay, if he's not going to have milk, how are we going to get dairy? And it took me a while to sort of really become passionate about finding plant-based calcium, plant-based proteins. And I discovered, wow, there's so many better options that not only have so on so-called uh, calcium, but so many other micronutrients that are heal your body, energize you, help the child grow. Um, so that was one of the challenges, just getting over the mindset. The second challenge uh, that I experienced was the social settings. Um, so just being able to go to birthday parties and family gatherings and some of the uh, people wouldn't understand, well, why am I not giving him certain foods? Now, it did help that he had a... Uh, allergy to it so they could kind of understand that but if there was anything else that was kind of like a lifestyle choice it was not as easily accepted uh, they're like oh you're being too strict and why can't he not have this candy or whatever it was um, and I found that the way I kind of overcame that is by preparation so when I went to the birthday parties I would make him my own pizza <laughs> you know That's it was great you know, a flower and you know there was no uh, there was no technical cheese on it let's say <laughs> 
going. Um, or like I would have our own cake or our own little things like goji berries we were using as candies. He didn't know back then, right? Absolutely. <laughs> little tricks along the way to sort of like make him feel included because I do feel like being food is so social and feeling included and being able to enjoy your food is so important. So we don't want to take that away from our kids, but there's options out there. And funny enough, I think now like 10 years later, I go to parties and parents are actually offering healthier choices and they're doing it without the kids being allergic to it. So I do feel like, yes, there is light at the end of the tunnel, uh, but just don't get discouraged if your family and friends don't understand your journey at the beginning, because it is something that they haven't gone through. And so they have the right maybe to question it, but understand that, yeah, you can find alternatives. You just have to pre prepare yourself a little bit more. Um, and then just on a final note on, on struggles, is just making things simple for your life, right? Because um, I think that's as moms anyways, we tend to overthink a lot of things like, okay, this has to be perfect and this has to be perfect. No, it's okay. Like just, um, you know, do the best you can do. Even if there's one day where things didn't go perfectly, tomorrow's a new day and you can give your child the most nutritious foods on the next day. So remove the pressure and stress from yourself. That's how I'm going, he's never gonna grow because he didn't have this today. But understand that it's a cumulative effort of the entire year. And if he doesn't eat the best foods, you know, seven days out of the week, but six days he's eating super clean, that's okay as well. Um, and funny enough, I think if you start them young, like I have um, now at this point, if my son gets offered something that isn't like super healthy eating or whatever, he knows that it's not like something he's going to consume every day. Um, so again, um, it's also teaching your kids to make those healthier lifestyle choices because as they get older, you're also not going to be there with them holding their hands. They're going to have to make those decisions for themselves, right? So just I'm making them understand that, you know what? Take your time, um, make the best choices, and eating something that wasn't a part of the plan doesn't mean that you should give up. Next day, we can actually do this as a family together again, and there's always a new start. So if you're open-minded, and if it, it's easy, and if it tastes good, it should taste good too, by the way. <laughs> I mean, because a lot of people think um, eating, uh, eating healthy doesn't have to taste good, and I think that's crazy. I think if it doesn't taste good, then your kids are not gonna like it, and you're not gonna like it. And guess what, you're not gonna stick to it, right? Mm -hmm. In our case, it was so different because we, we almost didn't have a choice. It was like, by these allergies, we were forced to not have the things we thought were delicious. So what we had to do is discover ways to make those things delicious. But once we did, our community, our family, our friends, they joined us. They're like, oh, this is great. So yeah. understand we have the power of giving our bodies the best foods that taste delicious and give us the same pleasure, if not more, because you know you're giving your body the best foods. And if you have that attitude, you can turn those struggles into victories and change your life and your kids' lives or whoever it is for the better and feel great. I totally agree. You know, it, it, and like you said, if it's delicious, they'll eat it. I mean, my stepkids eat a lot of what I prepare and, you know, the, the younger one, she hates sweet potatoes and I make a sweet potato brownie and she has no idea that it's just all sweet potato and cacao. She, she has no idea. She just thinks it's a regular brownie. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where, um, 
luckily for me, the same, I had the same issue where, um, you know, it was a health issue. It was a health related issue. So that pressure that I used to get from my family and my friends to eat a certain way when I really didn't want to necessarily was just eliminated because it's like, oh, okay, you're doing this for your health. And it's kind of sad because it's like, why does it have to get to that point for people to sort of lay off of you and let you, you know, live your life a certain way if you choose to? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And that's one of the things that has made me so passionate about this journey and being sort of the person who goes out there and tries to share this information because I feel like, you know, you don't want to wait. And I hate to say this, but on the day where there is the cancer or there is these, these chronic diseases that are so hard to reverse. Um, and I was sharing this with you earlier is that I work with a holistic nutritionist who works with a lot of different people on their journey. And one of the ladies who was giving her the most resistance in terms of like changing her diet and eating whole foods and things like that, um, she ended up not seeing it for a few years. And when she came back, she, the lady was eating all good stuff. And the, she was, you know, I'm like, I'm doing this and that. And she said, what changed? And the lady said, I have cancer. Uh, and, yeah. you know, this is what I don't want to see happen for people out there. Right. Um, and even like, if you have things like eczema or things that are like, just may seem minor sometimes understand that those can lead to bigger issues. For example, a lot of kids with eczema end up having asthma and mm -hmm. then it becomes chronic. And so there's so many issues that they get afterwards. And if you understand that treating those little symptoms or those little discomforts or whatever you're experiencing right now, with what you have in hand, you know, all the information is a lot better than, you know, having to deal with some major health issue. Um, and if even that's the message that people take home from listening to this, I think it would be great because I feel like it's so important to just take a minute and understand it doesn't have to get worse. Yeah, it doesn't. And, you know, a lot of these things are avoidable and, you know, some of these things are reversible, but it, it really does take sort of changing your lifestyle and incorporating plant-based options where, you know, you're, you're attacking the root cause. You're not letting this influence, this chronic inflammation continue on until it's something bigger that, you know, is uh, terminal, something that you're definitely not going to be able to reverse. Um, and, you know, it, it's too bad that it sometimes takes uh, that for somebody to realize. Um, but I feel like sharing your story, spreading this information out, it really gives people the opportunity to start looking at things now as opposed to, you know, when it's too late. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because I, I talk to a lot of people about health uh, just because of my line of business. And I find that a lot of people think it's normal to, you know, be bloated after they eat. They yeah. think it's normal to wake up tired and with a headache. They think it's normal not to, you know, have energy, things like that. And it's not, it's not normal. And if you're experiencing any of those things, which I know many people are, it's time to take a minute and to really reevaluate your lifestyle and what matters most. Uh, because again, um, we have the power to make lifestyle changes. And the sooner we do it, the less, um, you know, re reactive we have to be. It's better to be proactive. Um, and, and, you know, just again, with your mindset as well, being more positive, uh, working on yourself on that level is also important as well. Absolutely. That's one of the first things that I do when I, when I consult with a client is before even speaking with them, you know, we touch base, but before sitting down and having that first consultation, 
I asked them to uh, fill out a two-week food diary of you know, typical foods that they eat in a day and a lifestyle evaluation too. So you know, some assessment of their current stress, their uh, work life, their home life. And sometimes it just takes looking at that piece of paper or you know, the, your Word document, wherever you're writing this down now. Sometimes it just takes that to really sort of like look at it as a physical uh, thing and say like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that this is what I was doing. And you can see the correlation between the assessment and the questionnaire and the questions that I ask and the questions that we go through together. And you can see that correlation of like, oh, well, these are all the bad things I'm doing in my life, but this is the type of lifestyle that I'm leading. So, wow, now I can really sort of see where things need to shift. Absolutely. And I think our bodies and minds sometimes go in autopilots, right? Like we've yeah. been doing things for years, so we don't even realize that we're just doing it, right? And so taking the time to write things down really shows those patterns. Um, and I would even add to that, like, how do you feel on those days, right? Because you'll see your patterns of what you're doing and your activities directly correlate with how you're feeling, or maybe the next day you feel this. Um, I, I know for myself, I realized as soon as I cut off dairy and wheat, I became less inflamed, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, we lost a lot of weight. And I'm like, no, I haven't lost any weight. It's just that I'm not inflamed anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's understanding that not consuming those things actually make you feel better. But as I was always in my original time when I was eating that stuff, I didn't know any better. I thought it was normal. You know, so taking the moment to understanding like how you feel is also very, very important and that it's not, um, it, it is a lot of patterns that you just are so automatically doing every day and not realizing that you're doing those things. Well, um, and especially when you're growing up too, and you're told that this is what you should be eating. And, it, and like you were saying before, you almost, you're brainwashed by it. And it's not even really your parents, uh, you know, they can't really be at fault so much because you know their parents told them to eat a certain way and their parents and their doctors are telling them to eat a certain way so you know when you get told you've got to consume dairy because you need the calcium and you want to avoid osteoporosis which we know that that is not the case you know there's so many studies out there that say um you know, the, the countries that consume the most dairy have the highest rate of osteoporosis. So there are multiple research studies stating that. But, you know, you feel like, oh my gosh, what would I do without it? Because this is how I grew up and this is what I was told and this is what a doctor told me and my mother told me. So, you know, like, like how do I, it's, it's hard to wrap your mind around that in the beginning. 100%. And I think that, it's the, the best advice I can give is just try it because yeah. what you have to lose. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, the other thing is like, if you look at traditional medicines, like Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic, uh, native Americans, they've been using, um, you know, nutrition and food as part of their healing process. And although I feel like even the, um, you know, our Western medicine is kind of becoming a little bit more open to it. Uh, but, you know, you will see major results when you change the way, uh, you know, you are actually changing your lifestyle. And for me, um, you know, it took doing small steps and then becoming a major believer and passionate and being here talking to you about it as I saw massive results. Mm -hmm. uh, 
it was like, what do you have to lose? You really have nothing to lose. Try it, make little changes, and then you're going to see massive results. And that's the beauty of this thing, that there is a lot of evidence that changing your lifestyle, your nutrition uh, can help you with so many different things. Absolutely. So let's talk, let's talk a little bit about lifestyle. Um, you know, there's so many amazing female entrepreneurs like yourself. They're living out their passion uh, day to day, but they're putting in a tremendous amount of time, uh, you know, like so many hours in a day. Their workflow is crazy. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how to keep up with that workflow while maintaining good nutrition and taking care of your family? Like, what are your secrets? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, I have respect for any entrepreneur out there because I know yes. how difficult it is. <laughs> so that actually goes out to, I mean, you should be proud of yourself that you are an entrepreneur because it's not an easy task. Uh, but I think one of the things as entrepreneurs is we often are putting so much attention on our business and everything else that we kind of forget about ourselves. Um, and ironically, you'll find even people that are in health and wellness often end up having health issues uh, because they're not practicing what they're using or they get so involved with the business aspect of it that they forget about taking care of themselves. So my biggest advice, and I'm talking from experience here, is to put yourself on the calendar. You do matter, even if it means that you have to schedule in, you know, the time that you have to take for yourself, be it five minutes, uh, be it an hour, whatever you can afford. For me, that is a number one goal is to put an appointment for myself and also getting away from the mindset that, you know, you have to go to the gym in the morning or you have to go to the gym after work. Well, if you're an entrepreneur, maybe those times don't work out for you. So, you know, going in the middle of the day, going in the, whatever works with your schedule, really incorporating that into your lifestyle and not because you don't live a normal life, don't think that everything you do has to be on the schedule of someone who works a nine to five, right? And not feeling guilty, because I, I had this problem a lot and I felt guilty about taking time to do things as much as I knew how important they are, but I'd be like, well, but you know, I have this, all these customers to reply to or all these things to do and how am I gonna manage this? And it wasn't until I realized it's never gonna get less busier, especially if your business is successful, that you need to take that time for yourself. Um, so I am a little bit extra. I even have like a timer for me to now take deep breath because <laughs> I get really caught up in what I'm doing. I have an app on my phone that tells me to drink water. Yes, because I forget. Sometimes I get so into what I'm doing uh, that I forget to drink my water, right? And of course, um, you know, I find that uh, giving your body the most nutritious foods available, uh, what I call superfoods, is has helped me a lot. Um, and the reason is because they're very easy to kind of incorporate into your day-to-day -day diet. Uh, for example, I'm a mom of two now, and I call, I have a night shift I call. So after I put the kids to bed and, you know, they're kind of gone, I need to now get all the stuff that I wasn't able to get done as I was going through dinner and, and you know, putting them to sleep, all that stuff. So I use um, organic raw cacao and I make what I call a healthy hot chocolate. Uh, so uh, because it's raw, I don't cook with it. So I'll warm up a little bit of almond milk or coconut milk. And then I'll add uh, like a teaspoon or tablespoon of the raw cacao. And that's like my coffee, you know. Um, not only does it give me the energy, but it also relaxes me because it's packed with magnesium. It has so many benefits. And so I find that like finding things that are going to give you 
that sort of boost with the best foods. Um, instead of like going for that three o'clock time where you need a donut and a coffee, um, you know, I have a handful of goji berries and teas ready to go. And that took me time to figure these things out in terms of being prepared because otherwise I was just starving myself. I was just working, 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 and then would come to dinner and I would have my dinner. And then I'm like, why do I feel not so good? It's because I wasn't taking the time to even eat in the first place or having the alternative options. Um, so just to sum it up, the first trick is put yourself on the schedule. That's really important. Be prepared. Um, and, you know, give your body the best foods possible because you may not eat a lot, but if you're eating whatever you're eating has the best nutrients, you're going to have the most amount of energy to be able to tackle the very difficult job of entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I live by my Google calendar. I even schedule in like when I have to blow dry my own hair. I schedule that in for myself. Uh, let's talk about superfoods since you brought it up. Um, why are they so great? And I think that you tackled that. But uh, can you talk about your top three favorite superfoods going into the fall and why you love them so much? Absolutely. So just to recap, um, the way I define superfoods is that they're very nutrient dense food, which means that you don't need a lot of them. And uh, they're also packed with a lot of micronutrients. So they essentially have a lot of healing properties. And I actually don't think there's only one superfood or the superfood. A lot of foods are superfoods. It's just the fact that they're very nutrient dense. So that's what makes them so super. Because um, a lot of people think that, you know, the term superfood is just for marketing, you know? People are just saying this to tell them that it's super. But no, there is a reason why they're super. My top three for fall, um, I would have to say, um, okay, so first and foremost, um, I use, I don't know if you're familiar with this one, organic red maca. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so maca is a root that's an adaptogen. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, adaptogens are amazing because they help with balancing hormones. And as a result of that, they actually help with a variety of things. So be it, um, you know, from all the menstrual and PMS related issues, increasing your metabolism, helping with dealing with stress, uh, which fall can get stressful sometimes. <laughs> it's kind of a work mode, right? Yeah. Uh, weight management and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm really using maca right now. I'm really enjoying that. Uh, another one that's a really good for adaptogens as well as your B12s and everything like that is moringa. Um, so it comes from the mint family. It's packed with, again, a lot of antibacterial, anti-inflammatory properties. Um, I put moringa powder in my salad dressing, a little bit of lemon and olive oil. Yeah, because sometimes, you know what, I'm not a big smoothie person. I like to eat. So I find that incorporating the superfoods into things like your salad dressing or even uh, putting them like an avocado kind of really gives it a different texture and I can really incorporate them into my life easier. Well, um, yeah, because a lot of people think of superfoods as just some sort of powder uh, that they're putting into their smoothies. Not a lot would, would think that they can put that on, you know, like their salads and stuff like that, which is great. No, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And another one that I've become really uh, in tune with right now is actually called chlorella. Chlorella, uh, chlorella is, uh, for those who don't know it, green, green algae. So it's interesting because when you actually smell it, it kind of has that seaweed, oceany smell. So it's yeah. 
it's always, it's always scary for some at the beginning because when they smell, they're like, oh, what is this? And um, we find that like the trick for that one, and I, I believe you may have even tried this when we met, is yeah. really mixing it with something like citrusy, such as orange juice, or even I put it, like I said, in avocado, because it kind of masks that seaweed flavor it has. Uh, but chlorella is amazing because it's packed with plant-based proteins. It's also a really good source for iron. Um, so which is a lot of women need that in their diets, um, as well as it's detoxing heavy metals. Um, and I find that, um, you know, just like fall and autumn is a season of kind of, you know, new leaves, right? Like you see, you look outside and everything's kind of changing. It's, it's an important part of our uh, seasons to kind of take care of our internal body the same way. Um, so I focus on, on detoxing a little bit in, in the beginning part of fall. Of course, we end up going into Christmas, which everything goes out the door and we're eating bad stuff I guess <laughs> and there's, they're all good right um, but so I take fall to really put myself in a state of uh, alkaline state in making sure that I'm feeling my best going into the holidays um, and I often find that when I do that come holiday season I'm actually making a lot less bad choices because I'm already in such a great state and I feel great um, well and also you've reduced your stress because the holidays can be a super stressful time. Oh, 100%, right? So just going in the mindset of, you know, I'm going to be in the best mind state as well as physically, emotionally that I can be is the best thing you can do. And um, I also use a lot of teas. Um, I know it's not like, I guess teas can be superfoods, but um, we, I love teas. And I think fall is the perfect season for teas. Um, the ones I drink are organic loose leaf and they have different healing properties as well. But just like, you know, it's kind of getting colder towards the middle. So transitioning in and they're also a really good way for hydrating, right? Because we often think we only have to drink water to hydrate. No, um, if you're drinking like a tea that's um, doesn't have a bunch of sugars and additives to it, they can help you with hydration. So teas are a great way too. Um, and they kind of, you know, I like holding the mug. It makes me feel cool. <laughs> I love my teas. I, you know what? I drink tea all year round, but uh, especially, you know, in the fall months, I like making my plant-based healthy uh, pumpkin spice lattes and stuff like that. And I just use, um, I use a lot of moringa in my, in my adaptogen lattes as well. Uh, so I'm going to share the recipes. <laughs> oh, I will. Don't worry. Uh, I'll post a link to them and I'll post a link to your, um, to your company uh, on the show notes. Um, so let's, let's talk about one more thing uh, because we are talking about the holidays and sort of trying to reduce stress and trying to reduce the amount of work that goes into holidays. I'm all about batch cooking. I'm all about meal prep. You know what? I do everything on Sunday night. I spend about an hour and a half batch cooking meal prep so that I am set for the week. My weeks go super smooth because prior to batch cooking and prior to meal prep, I was spending way too much money at restaurants. I was spending way too much money going to the grocery store every single day. Um, I was choosing the wrong foods. I was choosing more uh, prepared foods, which uh, I rarely eat nowadays, but um, what is your batch cooking meal prep routine and, uh, and, and share some of your favorite things to batch cook? Absolutely. So first and foremost, I agree with you 100%. Meal prepping is a huge thing, especially when you're busy moms, like we just, it's not now, not only do I have to feed myself, it's the family. So if you're not prepared, 
um, you're going to waste a lot of money and you're just going to be lost. So I do like that. My days are Sundays. Um, so what I do first and foremost, I never go to the grocery store hungry because I, I find that I make a lot of <laughs> wrong choices. Right. And before yeah. I go to the grocery store, I kind of think about the days. Right. And I like a little bit of variety. I'm not one of those people who can eat the same thing every day. Um, so my top four things that I kind of have on my list of, okay, um, stews, I love stews and it's because of my background, we, we were raised with, you know, eating a lot of stews and stews can be really healthy if you're putting in the right stuff in there. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, so stews, soups, um, I do a lot of bowls. Um, of course, um, being plant-based, I find that bowls work really well too, because you can kind of combine all the flavors in there and come up with some magical stuff and it can switch every week. And then I like interesting salads. So I like, don't like your plain salads where it's just lettuce and just tomato. I like to kind of combine different stuff. So when I go there, I kind of have my basics. So we have like, whether we're doing rice, quinoa, kelp noodles, just kind of like the starchy stuff that's out of the way. And then I try to rotate my vegetables. So I try one new vegetable every week just to keep it interesting. Um, and then the, the basic ones that we use. And from there, I play around with a lot of sauces uh, that I create because I find that you can eat the same stuff too, but having different flavors really keeps it exciting. I'm a big foodie. Like I love to eat. So I kind of play with that as well. And um, my whole advice on this topic is, you know, be adventurous. Uh, because being stuck to thinking that only you only can eat these things actually makes you miss on the entire world of cuisines and foods that are out there and being able to prep them. Um, if you check out some recipes before you go to that store, you're going to save a lot of money. You're going to taste amazing food. And at the end of the day, not only you, but the entire family is going to be happy because you've given them amazing food. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. And I also, I'm very lucky. I have my mom who helps me with the batch cooking. So I put her to work. Amazing. <laughs> I have to say thank you to my mom for helping me on this process. Oh, thank you, mom. You are the best. <laughs> for help right if you're extremely busy and you know you won't be able to do it yourself let's say on that day ask for help and having that extra help and preparing those meals make sure that for the rest of the week we're so happy we're not ordering out we're not eating prepared foods because you can easily just make wrong choices when you don't have good options and waste a lot of money which could go to so many other things well exactly you know a couple of things to add to to what you said um you know if you do find yourself in the middle of the week where you did have to order out, then, you know, it's not just the fact that you've chosen that time and that meal to, uh, you know, make a bad decision. For me, if I do that, I pay for it for the rest of the week. And, you know, my productivity and my focus and my energy and my happiness, everything goes down. So when I think of food, I really think of it as fuel for my mind, body, and soul. And that's what gets me through the week. So, you know, and it can be delicious too. It doesn't have to be the same thing every night. Uh, it's great what you were saying about picking a new fruit or a vegetable every week. I do the same at the grocery store. I look at things. I'm like, well, this looks interesting. I have no idea what it is. I put it in the cart and I make an entire dinner surrounding this new vegetable that I just picked up. And how lucky we are because there's yes. so many recipes online right now, right? Like before it wasn't like that. Now it's just really a Google search away where we can come up with 
so many amazing different things. Oh my gosh, it's so much better than, you know, going into your mother's kitchen looking for your grandmother's recipe book that, you know, some of the writing you can't even read. <laughs> some of the ingredients don't even exist anymore. Um, but also when you were talking about bowls, so we ended up switching from plates to bowls. They're, they're not actually bowls. It's like a bowl plate. And if I could find a word for it, there needs to be like a new word for it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's actually said that when people eat food that is combined, uh, as opposed to being separated, they eat a lot less and they feel fuller after. And I think it's just one of those like visual perceptions that, oh my gosh, this bowl is so full of, you know, of well, food. Scientific because it activates your different flavors, right? So yes. sweet, sour, bitter, and that's like, if you've ever gone to like a really fancy restaurant where, you know, you, small portions, but you actually feel very fulfilled eating it, if it's done properly, I should say, they're not pretending, uh, that you feel so fulfilled is because they know how to activate the different taste in your mouth. Yes. And so the theory behind this is that if you're getting like your, you know, your spices and your sweet, sour, even a little bit of bitterness in one, your body is fulfilled. And so you're not overeating and you're feeling so good about it. Um, and the other thing I want to share is that like, if there isn't like a traditional recipe or like a cultural one that you have that is not plant-based or, you know, maybe the ingredients is at, at first doesn't fit to your diet, don't be scared to change them, but work mm -hmm. around them, right? I was able to do that with a lot of Persian dishes because, you know, a lot of them have meats in them and stuff like that, but there's also a lot of veggies. So that's where my mom comes into play. I'd be like, okay, can you please make this minus this and this and replace these, you know? And us being creatively do, doing that, we found so many great options that even taste better than the original sometimes. Uh, just be open-minded, have fun with it. It's your food. It's like you said, the fuel to your body um, and give it the best energy you can and, and you're going to feel great. Agreed. Shiva, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I had such an amazing time chatting with you, and I'm so happy to have met you. Thank you so much for having me. I am uh, feeling great to be a part of this community, and I would love to continue sharing our journey along the way. Absolutely. The best way to spread the word about the amazing benefits of plant-based nutrition is to share information. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and family, both in person and through social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm so thankful for each and every share, mention, and follow from you guys. And if you're looking for more plant-based recipe inspos or you want to kickstart your very own plant-based journey, please visit www.jenniferz.com. Until next time, guys, stay healthy, happy, and plant-based.